joining us for our word of the day. This morning as we continue through scripture, we're coming to Judges chapter 16. And in Judges chapter 16, we have the, the story of Samson and Delilah. Samson was the final judge over the nation of Israel listed in the book of Judges. And by far, he was the worst judge, morally speaking. Uh, he was very corrupt. He was very greedy. He was very selfish. Uh, he was very sexually indulgent. And he's just a, his story is a tragic story about where sin and temptation and pride can take us. But like a lot of other stories in Scripture, especially in the book of Judges, we kind of have a fairy tale image of them, kind of a Veggie Tales image of Samson and Delilah, but it's really a tragic story. Now, Samson, when he is born, the Bible says that he is going to be a Nazarite from his birth. Now, the Nazarite was a vow that you would take for a certain amount of time to kind of dedicate yourself to God. It's a lot like fasting today. And there are a few things the Nazarites uh, were supposed to obey while they took this Nazarite vow. One, they could not only not drink wine, they couldn't have any grapes, couldn't have any raisins, no fruit of the vine. They weren't allowed to touch any dead thing, and they weren't allowed to cut their hair. Now, throughout his life, the only thing Samson obeyed when the Nazarite vow was the cutting of his hair. He several times was found drinking wine or eating the fruit of the vine. Uh, he touched dead things multiple times. One time he finds uh, a honey uh, comb in the carcass of a lion, and so he has to manipulate the dead lion to get the honey out, and he touched the dead thing. Another time he kills a thousand Philistines with the donkey, uh, the jawbone of a donkey. So again, touches a dead thing there. So he, he really didn't take the Nazarite vow seriously. And he, he struggled his entire life with sexual temptation. He married a Philistine woman because he was attracted to her, which caused all kinds of trouble. And just, just terrible, terrible things that Samson did. But he was used by God. You know, as a matter of fact, Samson in the Old Testament, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him more about Samson than any other Old Testament character. And so we can kind of misunderstand that, where, hey, Samson's this horrible dude, and God used him, and Samson did whatever he wanted to do, so I can do whatever I want to do, and God's going to use me too. Yeah, God used Samson, but Samson suffered incredibly because of his sin. In chapter 16, at the very beginning of chapter 16, we see the story where Samson takes the gates of, this, of a Philistine city uh, off its hinges, takes the gates to change everything and just walks away with it, kind of leaving the Philistine uh, city unguarded. But he, he did that right after spending time with the prostitute. Then right after that, he goes to his girlfriend's house, Delilah. And Delilah is a Philistine, and she is pressured by other Philistines to find out what the source of his strength was. And so four times she asks Samson, What's the source of your strength? And he, he lies to her the first three times. He goes, well, you got to tie me with green ropes. you got to tie me with new ropes. If you braid my hair, then I'll lose my strength. And every time she does what he says he's supposed to do to lose his strength, and Philistines attack him, and he's victorious. Now, you think Samson would catch on. You think after at least the third time when she's like telling me the, the cause of your strength, he would be like, you know what, this girl doesn't have my best interest at heart. But here's the thing. 
when you are so deeply involved in sin like Samson was and all you care about is your own pleasure and your own desires and what you want and you don't care what God wants, you think you're in control. And Samson thought he was in control, but he wasn't. Delilah cries, kind of nags him, the Bible says, and finally he gives in, the Bible says, he tells her all his heart. And he says, if you cut my hair, I'll be like other men. Now, his hair wasn't a source of his strength. The source of his strength was his relationship with God, but his hair was a symbol of that relationship. It symbolized his relationship with God. So when his hair is cut, it shows that his relationship with God is broken. And when our relationship with God is broken, we leave ourselves vulnerable, we leave, our, leave ourselves weak to attack, and that's exactly what happened. His hair is cut. The Philistines attack him. He can't fight him off this time. He's captured, and he's treated horribly. They take him down to a city. They gouge out his eyes. The eyes that led him to lust and led him to temptation and led him to sin, they gouge those eyes out. They treat him like an animal, hooking him up to a millstone and making him grind meal uh, the rest of his life. And he's just this, this great warrior, this great hero of the faith who was found in Hebrews chapter 11 as a hero of the faith. He's, he's blind. He's weak. He's captured, he's humiliated, he's treated like an animal. But the Bible says something very powerful in chapter 16. Look what it says in verse 22. It says, Howbeit the hair of his head began to grow again after he was shaven. Now again, his hair has no strength in it. It's a symbol of his relationship with God. I like to imagine that Samson had a lot of time to think while he's blind and walking around in a circle, grinding meal like an animal. He had a lot of time to talk to God. He had a lot of time to confess his sin and repent and restore his relationship with his heavenly father. And God forgave him and God used him one more time. The Bible says that Samson was pulled into kind of a big arena where the Philistines could mock him and make fun of him. And he prays to God, God, I know I've let you down, but use me one more time. And God gives him strength again, and he pulls down the, the walls or the columns of this, this building he's on where people are on the roof looking, mocking him. And the Bible says he killed more Philistines in his death than he ever did in his life. God still used him because he sought forgiveness and he reestablished his relationship with God. So there's a lot of things we can learn from the life of, of Samson. We should not emulate the life of Samson. That's the one thing I love about the book of Judges. These, these men and women that we see here, they're flawed heroes. They're broken saviors. I mean, they, they are supposed to be doing wonderful things for God and supposed to be used for God and God's people, but they're just, they're, they're wicked men and women. They're, they're self-serving, they're prideful, they're arrogant. They're wicked, and they, they all fall short. And it shows us, one, that God can use broken people, which I'm glad about because we're all broken people. It also shows us that our only real hope comes in Jesus Christ. Nobody on this earth can do for us what Jesus and God can do because no one on this, everyone on this earth is going to let you down. Any hero you have on earth, any human hero you have, they're going to let you down. 
they're going to fail you. Why? Because they're, they're human. They're flawed. They're broken. But it shows us that God can use broken people. It also shows us where temptation and sin can take us. The judge of Israel, the man who God had chosen to deliver Israel from the, the Philistines and from this oppression, ends up living with the Philistines, marrying a Philistine, having a Philistine girlfriend, and allowing the Philistines to conquer him and blind him and humiliate him and kill him. Your sin and your temptation will take you farther than you can ever go. So Samson thought he was in control. You are never in control of your sin. It will always destroy you. Yeah, you can get forgiveness. Samson got forgiveness from God. He reestablished that relationship, but his life was cut short. Imagine how much more he could have done for God if he would have realized his sin was controlling him and confessed it and repented of it long before he ever ran into Delilah. Yeah, God used him, but it also ended his life. Your sin will always destroy you. You do not control it. It controls you. Thanks so much for joining us for our Word of the Day. Join us next week as we continue our journey through the Scriptures. Have a blessed day. Have a great weekend. This weekend, worshiping with your church family, worshiping your Savior. I know suffer people can't worship in person. You can worship online. But I encourage you, if you can, if your church is open and your church is worshiping, join them in person. There's nothing like worshiping in person with God's children. So have a wonderful weekend worshiping our risen Savior.